Bonjour, James here. Welcome to the live stream edition of the Cafe de Rene. Joined once again by that show, Mr. Rene Dupree. Rene, bonjour. Bonjour tout le monde. Comment allez-vous? We're waiting on our guest tonight. Uh, she's just getting ready. So before then, we have loads of super chats already accumulating. You want to get to them now or just wait till after? Uh, good for him now, I suppose. Uh, I don't think any's for Masha. I think they're for me and you. Uh, thank you, David. Great fan of the show. Hey, James. Any thoughts on Undertaker charging $200 for a photo and autograph? And he is charging $500 for belts, chairs, his rookie card, and tickets. Wow. Damn. I mean, if people's willing to pay it, why not? <laughs> He's making a killing. Yeah, it's, it's the business. I mean, is it overpriced? Uh, I mean, everything's overpriced these days, but it's the Undertaker, isn't it? It's not, you know, some jobber. It is Taker, and how many times you could be able to get these opportunities. So, yeah, if you can get it, and if people's willing to give it, then go for it. Now, I wonder if he's... He might be getting a set guarantee from a vendor or whatever. I don't know how the, the, how the deal is, right? Because I think he's still in a contract with WWF, so they might be the ones booking him out at a certain, you know, a certain fee. Yeah. So saying he's get a hundred hundred grand, hundred thousand dollar guarantee just to show up, mm. then that would, you know, they kind of have to charge those prices. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it was uh who was it who spoke about it? Might have been I don't know if it was Pritchard or someone, but it's one of the stories I do believe in. Steve Austin, I think shopping malls were paying him fifty grand just to do meet and greets, and this was like peak Austin. Mm. And you would believe that, wouldn't you? I know OBW paid him twenty thousand dollars. To do an in-ring promo, wow! In Louisville, yeah, and he was yeah. giving Danny Davis a good price. Yeah, <laughs> those two were, yeah, because those two were tight, right? Danny Davis, nightmare, Danny Davis. We should be yeah. try and get him on the show. I think he's happily retired and wants nothing to do with wrestling. Right. Growing up, I used to get him mixed up with uh, Dangerous Danny Davis, the referee. Right. Yeah. I used to get mixed up. He is a great character. Speaking of referees, uh, Tim White's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is he? Yeah, he's won the the Warrior Award, and they give it to Tim White. I'm like, yeah, deservedly so. Yeah, Tim, he was a great dude, man. Really good dude. Yep. Uh, Another one here by David. Thank you, David. Uh, Any thoughts on John Cena saying he doesn't take steroids and that he was blessed with big bones? Renee, you're the expert. <laughs> uh, he does have a large uh, endomorph type bone structure to him. Um, who's to say? I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. I never see him take it. So, Did you ever come across uh, the X-Men movies? I heard of them, never watched one. Uh, Wolverine. Well, the guy who played Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Mm, yeah, I've seen pictures of him. 
he said that he never took steroids. Okay. I, I disagree. I watched it. You see him in the first X-Men movie. Great shape. You know, I wish I could be in that shape. So I'm not criticizing him. If you want to take it, take it. But then you look at him in like the next couple of sequels and the older he, he's getting. So when he done the first one, he might have been like early 30s. Right. By the time he done like the last one, he was like mid 40s. The guy specimen, <laughs> you know, like shredded. And I mean shredded. Hmm. Well, people don't understand how far diet diet goes, you know, like a strict yeah. diet, you know. Yeah. That's what I need to try and do about three months till I go to France. So I need to get in shape. Uh, David, is CM Punk really straight edge or is it all BS? I don't know. I never hung out with him. Wasn't there a famous clip where uh, the Hardys were like in some diner or whatever? And then Jeff Hardy yeah. was calling him out, and he said that he takes something for sleep. Mm. Like a I mean, sleep, sleeping pill or it, something. I'll be honest, they was out of it. I don't know if it, they were just really, really drunk or what they was on, but mm. Jeff Hardy, I made you a motherfucking star. <laughs> it's like that. To be fair, he did. <laughs> and that's like Jeff is not known to call anybody out, so. No, Jeff is generally the nice guy. I think, I don't know if this was during the time Punk was dating Lita. Uh, oh, Punk okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt Hardy has never got over that. Um, so he must have had a few drinks and Jeff was worth all man to be like, yeah, let's just uh, bury Punk. I'm not disagreeing with what they said. Some of it's true, some of it probably not true, but... Um, it was funny watching it. Yeah. I'm not sure what straight edge and tail. Does that mean like you don't do anything at all? Right? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would imagine that involves not taking even paracetamol or painkillers even. If you want to be straight edge, then yeah. Mm. I don't know. Don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you. <laughs> Probably why he's so miserable, because he is straight edge. Right. Renee, were there any plans to turn you babyface? No. None at all. And that's one thing I wish I could have been featured as a babyface. I like being a heel, but after, because I was there, what, nearly six years? Yeah. You know? But the, the the idea I had when I was traveling with Jamie Noble, right, uh, to do that thing where basically he teach me how to be like a southern a southern man or whatever, right? That would have been a great opportunity to turn me babyface. But oh well, it is what it is. Uh, just got a message from our guest. She said she'll be ready in about five minutes. So let's get this other question. Uh, James Lynch, thank you. Hey guys, do you think uh, MJF will go to WWE in 2024? I personally believe he will. I think he makes it pretty obvious that he wants to go there, right? Yeah, I know the fans will be like, WWE won't let him do the promos, but to me, 
as an observer looking at MJF, I think the only thing he cares about is the money. And God bless him if that's what he wants to go for. Well, didn't Tony Khan give him a raise, apparently, or supposedly? Probably did. Um, but I wonder what WWE would offer him. Like, I know Tony Khan just gives some stupid contracts out to get the guys out over there, but I mean, you can speak from experience. Um, you get your WWE contracts and stuff, and uh, you, you said. <laughs> What Bray White was, well, you didn't exactly say how much Bray White was uh, receiving, but it said it made you said it made you depressed. <laughs> well, I was listening to Conan's podcast, and he had some guy there, and I don't know where all these fans get this information. You think the boys would get the information before these fans do, right? Yeah, but what he was saying he was just making like three or three and a half million a year, so that's. Like three hundred thousand dollars a month, and he's wrestled on TV once since he's resigned. Yeah, and now he's just made again. And then they're taking time off for mental health issues. It's like Jesus Christ. Anyway, well, well, good for him, but I don't want to hear what any bills makes because then that just pisses me off. Right? Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It, Especially like the schedule was not like how it was back in your day, and especially in the eighties. Like mm. the schedule's nowhere near as grueling. And it yeah, not wrong, like I'll never knock a wrestler's um work ethic, but I don't know, I, I do think a lot of them's ungrateful. It's like they keep complaining about creative. I'm like, man, you're getting paid shitload of money. <laughs> you know That's the only thing though, like after a while you don't care, like the money doesn't mean that much. I know it sounds weird to say. Yeah. But when you're really like passionate about what you do and like when I developed problems is it was because I wasn't on the road. I was at home being bored. Like like I generally wanted to be on the road. Like I, I that was never a problem for me. I never complained about working too much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well he seems to be the opposite. <laughs> seems so. to be. I remember when Vince Vince had called me when I was living in Tokyo. I told him, "Listen, like if I'm going to go back to work for for, for you, I want to work. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. Like I have to work every day. Like that's my OCD, right?" Yeah, yeah. So anyway, never say never. It might happen one day. Uh, Dante Renee, did you ever work Carl Fredericks? Who is he? Never heard of him. If I remember right, he's a young kid at New Japan. I don't know if he's still there now, but I remember watching one of his matches when I first started podcasting, and I was impressed with him. And I think he had done a couple of matches in NWA as well, but I haven't really paid much attention to him since. But I take it you've never worked with him. I never even heard of him. Um. So, yeah, so someone said the guy on Conan's show was uh, Bill Batty, which I'm aware of him. He's English. He's English. He was on uh, Big Brother. You know the show Big Brother, don't you? I heard of it, yeah. Never watched it. Yeah. I, th I think he was on Big Brother. He's quite 
controversial, like very, very outspoken is the word. And um, he done that. I think he's got like a betting company or he just he gives advice on bets. And he was on the Russo's brand. And he fell out with Russo big time. I don't know what over, but I think he fell out with Russo. And now we're like, he shits on Russo whenever he gets a chance. But now he pops on uh, Conan and Disco's um, show time to time. But from when I've heard him speak on there, every time I, I've heard it, might be just the times I've heard it, but it always seems like Disco and Conan's making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know, like, what... uh, Dave Meltzer was throwing out numbers for some of the New Japan guys, how much they were supposedly making. He, that was total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total higher, bullshit. Higher, lower. Lower. Like he was seeing like higher numbers than what they actually were. Yeah. Exaggerating it. I still can't believe people still think that list is real, what we talked about the other day. Like I said, I can't speak for anybody else but me, but my number was nowhere near that that year. You wish it was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, but no, um, but yeah, so besides that, um, wrestling news, I suppose everyone's just gearing up for WrestleMania. They've announced the matches for night one and night two, so I will attempt to do a watch along. I will end up falling asleep because it's not a rumble, but we'll see. Um, oh, so you're going to yeah. do it by yourself? Uh, I've I done the last one by myself, Elimination Chamber. Um, so I will attempt to do it myself, but don't be you do realize WrestleMania is like five hours long, right? And it's over two nights. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I well, would do it, but I don't have the network and I have no plans on getting it. And I can't sit in front of a TV for anything for that amount of time, dude. I wonder if I, I don't know, I wonder if I share my password. <laughs> I wonder if that works. I wonder if they've cracked down on that one. <laughs> I know Netflix is. Um. <laughs> Well, aren't you in the UK? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think because it's over two nights now, I think it's four hours each night, not five hours now. I hope so. Um, we'll find out. But yeah, it's um, God help me <laughs> staying up for that. Rumble was easy because I was with Jonah and uh, his pal Jeremy. I'd done an elimination chamber by myself. That was a challenge. WrestleMania two nights as well. God help me for Monday night's podcast. Mm. Yeah, you can so. try. <clears throat> What's main oh. eventing the first night? So, so from what I've heard, they they people said it's Scarlett Flair against Rhea Ripley. But I'd be honest, and I spoke about the other night with Jonah. I don't care about that match, and everyone wants. Night one main event to be uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos because that's been the hottest storyline for the past six months. So, okay, so WrestleMania is this Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, and they don't even know, it's not even announced what the main event for the first night is. I think they've announced it, but I, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't, I don't think it will main event because... I feel the tag team match is a lot bigger match. Uh, they, I don't know. They've, annou- 
They've announced what matches is going to happen on the show each night. Um, Cena is against the young guy, Austin Fairy for the US title. That's going to open WrestleMania. So that's night one. That's going to open it. Um, and um, it's like, uh, fuck, um, Dominic is against Rey Mysterio night one. And uh, there were some other matches as well. And then you got your night two matches where Brock is wrestling. Edge is against uh, Finn Balor, uh, Prince Devitt in the Hell in a Cell. So that should be all right. And the main event is Cody v. Roman. For night two? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're still waiting on our guest. She is currently in California. And she says the reception is not very good, so please be patient. So people uh, are saying Night One's confirmed it is going to be Usos against KO and Sammy. Oh, it's going to be the tag team main event? That's what they're saying. Oh. Uh, well, our guest has now joined us, so we'll let her in now. So, Renee, you can introduce her. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest who just popped off. <laughs> she is a current Impact GCW. superstar and newly crowned GCW world champion, Masha Slamovich, who is trying to figure out her video program right now. Well, she'll be joining us. She's got the whole London Wi-Fi. Yeah, that California, California connection. <laughs> so, um, wasn't you tempted to go to WrestleCon? Who? You. I can't get into the States, dude. Oh, if you could. Probably not. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Can't hear can't you. Hear you. Now we can hear you. Chaos. Chaotic. There we go. All right. Testing, testing. Hello? Are you there? Good. I still How can't hear anybody. Much? I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on? It's probably California Wi-Fi. I'm going to try to reconnect. How's the West Coast? And she's gone. <laughs> Hopefully she comes back. Okay. Is there any other news in wrestling that we can talk about while we wait? Uh, AEW's ratings. They got another 800,000. So in case of emergency, break glass. Tony Khan says he'll have a huge announcement on the <laughs> impact next uh, on the dynamite next week. <laughs> they were back down to 800,000 even. Yeah, okay, well, now I can hear everybody. Oh, there okay. We go. So for those of you just tuning in, our special guest this week is Masha Slamovich. She is an Impact superstar, along with the newly crowned GCW world champion. Congratulations on that, Masha. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. It's been quite an eventful couple of months starting off 2023. You've been busy as all hell, man. You've been over to Europe. You've been all over North America, including Canada. It's amazing. 
it's definitely been a very entertaining and a well-traveled first half of the year. Yeah. So what's your schedule like this week? It's obviously WrestleMania week out in the West Coast. So you got a lot of uh, a lot of gigs happening out there? Well, I sure do. Yesterday, we kicked off WrestleMania week at Pandemonium Pro Wrestling against uh, John, John, John Morrison. He changes his last name like every week. So I, I think he's Johnny Bloodsport today, actually. Uh, so <laughs> that was the first match of several. Later today, we go into the Impact four-way for the number one contendership for the Impact women's title which will be myself versus Diana Perrazzo versus Giselle Shaw versus Miyu Yamashita. And tomorrow you can see me at WrestleCon in the morning, followed by a match against Aja Kong at Prestige, followed by a special unannounced event that I will be attending. A special unannounced event. So you're just going to pop up somewhere as a surprise? I sure am. You never know where to expect me. Well, that's good. That's good. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about Impact. You've been with them now for Christ two three years. Uh, almost two years, probably around the one and a half mark. Yeah, and you're obviously enjoying your time there, or else you wouldn't be there. So, yes, I've definitely enjoyed working with Impact. Um, it's it's a very good environment to learn being around a lot of minds who I can, you know, continue to learn from people like Gail Kim, Alex Shelley, so on and so forth. And, you know, I just, I enjoy being in the ring as well with impact. There's plenty of good competitors for me to have good matches with. Yeah. I noticed they got a really good women's division there, right? Yeah. I'd say one of the best. Mm, of course. The best. How was it having uh, Mickey back? Pardon? Mickey oh, sorry, James. Uh, Mickey James, how was it having her back in the company? Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, me and Mickey James just recently in February had a match actually for the Impact World title. And unfortunately, that didn't end in my favor. But boy, did it end in a, in a very interesting fashion. The internet found out with some tongue biting action. <laughs> Please elaborate. I have not seen this. Can you can you explain? Ah, yes. Well, uh, during a, a beatdown that I was giving Mickey James, she thought it would be appropriate to somehow manage to bite my tongue in the middle of the match. So that certainly was a talking point for the internet following the pay-per-view. <laughs> well, I guess it's not as bad as sticking a syringe in your pecker. Oh, sure. That happened as well with some of our unfortunate friends down at some unnamed companies. <laughs> our mutual acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't even know what to say in regards to that. So what's what's your opinion on that? I mean, you're a professional. This is your business and anything like that that goes viral, you know, kind of represents what we do. You know what I mean? So like when guys light or girls light themselves on fire and stuff. What's your opinion on that? If you, you know, you think it's too much, you think it makes our business look bad, you think it's embarrassing, or do you think, you know, do what you got to do to get yourself seen? Well, as much as I'd like to say there is no such thing as bad publicity, 
I I mean, listen, my opinions on that place are more geared not towards the syringe spot, but I have other uh, opinions. However, as a person who enjoys doing some deathmatch wrestling and is on the forefront of fighting for deathmatch wrestlers to be known as also versatile workers, I don't think that shoving a dick or a syringe into your dick is going to get us very far in trying to prove that point. <laughs> so perhaps, I don't know, grab a hold in between the light tubes, not yeah. a syringe. You certainly won't catch me putting any syringes into any body parts. Right. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that's your answer. That's good. <laughs> so let's talk about Game Changer Wrestling. I mean, they're really making a, you know, head waves, right? They seem to be touring a lot. And what's what's their schedule like? Uh, GCW is on the road just about every week, if not, you know, every other week. We have been on the road for, I don't know, the last two years, maybe, if not three years, I want to say. You know, ever since uh, everything kind of came back from the pandemic, that's when everything really hit the ground running with our Los Angeles shows and then expanding all over the country, places like St. Louis, uh, Orlando, Detroit, New York, so on and so forth. So, you know, we are the biggest independent promotion in the United States and especially right now during collective weekend um, for the what fourth year in a row or something. It's really flourishing. Yeah. They have events this week. Yeah. So many events, actually, in about 30 minutes. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport will be live on from The Collective. Oh, I'm talking about GCW. They have events going on in California? That is a GCW event. GCW, oh, it is. Is it? GCW partners with uh, Bloodsport, and we also have Effie's Big Gay Brunch for The Culture and so many other shows this weekend. Wow. See, I, I'm so out of the loop. I should be more into the loop, considering I have a wrestling podcast, but... I just let James tell me all the information, all the, all the happenings. Well, all of the schedules are available on um, on Twitter and on Instagram. They're all posted up on the nice orange collective sign that we have. You know, we've got a weekend full of jam-packed shows coming up. Well, that's awesome. We got your first question of the night. Yeah, it's James. called uh, Congratulations, really. Uh, 773 is life. Thank you. Uh, Masha, good to have you back on the cafe. Congrats on winning the GCW title. Now your other show then needs the women's impact title. Well, I can certainly agree with that statement. And I assure you, by the end of the year, I will be taking my Ultimo Dragon photo with 10 belts hanging around me. And the impact one is very close to my reach. Yeah, you, you told me you have several other championships right now. Let's, let's talk about that. What other uh, promotions do you hold gold for? So I, aside from being GCW world champion, I'm also the West Coast Pro uh, women's champion, the AAW women's champion, the ETU uh, key to the East champion, the top talent wrestling uh, champion in Edmonton, the CFU champion, and I believe, man, is there another one? The G not the GSW, there's another one. <laughs> I'm forgetting how many belts I have. I'm like, shit, I left one out. So do you have all those belts with you? Or do the promotions hang on to you? Hang on to them. I have all of them with me. Uh, for Mania Week, I only have the GCW one in my suitcase, but the rest of them are nicely displayed in my house. 
No, you don't have to travel every week with those in your bag. Because what a pain in the ass that was. I oh, I sure do, and it is a pain. <laughs> um. Now, do you bring them with your carry-on luggage? No. Yes. I. What do you mean to tell me? Every time you go luggage. to the airport, you got to pull out about seven or eight belts out of your bag. Oh, absolutely not! I have to say, pre-check. Well, hold on a second. Who covers the fee? Who has to pay for that? Because that's extra weight. Oh, well, uh, we don't have to go by weight with our carry-on. So I just stuff my merchandise, my wrestling clothes, and my belt in my carry-on. I have a duffel bag, and I hit the road. Aren't you the one who taught me how to pack light? Did I? Am I the one who taught you that? (laughs) You said pack light, and I said I'm never checking a bag ever again. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so me and Masha, we go... Shit, what is it? Five, six years ago, we first met on one of those diff. Uh, not diff, yeah, it was the beginning of a diff tour. Yeah, I think this was like shit 2019 at this point. 2019, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just went off to do one gig out in northern Ontario, and uh, it was me versus Masters, and then that's where I first met Masha. And um, sometimes you just realize that there's people that are gonna go far. You know, because if you're willing to do a deaf tour, for those who don't know, it's how long was yours? Was it six weeks or eight weeks? Uh, I believe, especially with the second tour I took in the Maritimes, that all ends up being about eight, nine weeks. Oh, eight or nine weeks. Yeah. So if you can survive a deaf tour, you can pretty much survive anything in wrestling, I would say. So see, and it paid off because here you are. You got about 25 belts that you have to bring to the airport every week. And, uh, you know. You're on the rise, and I'm proud of you. We got another question. Yep. Uh, Darren Walker, thank you. Hi, Masha. Love your work at Impact and on the Indies. Which female wrestlers inspired you to do intergender matches? I don't think that any woman inspired me to do uh, intergender matches because growing up, I watched mainly male wrestlers because people like Chris Benoit, people like Fit Finley and Dynamite Kid, you know, their intensity and then their violence really got my attention. And I almost was kind of wondering where there was a woman equivalent of that. And after not being able to see one as a role model for myself, I decided that, well, I would be that person for myself. And I would be the person that other women look up to and they say, I can fight anybody. It doesn't matter. So this is the second time we have we've had you on. Did we did we talk about your time in Japan last time? We probably did, but my memory fails me at times. Right. Okay. So is there any talks of you possibly going back for? Because uh, I know GCW is running shows in Japan, aren't they? Or they were planning on it. They have in the past, and they're definitely planning on returning to Japan. I would assume. This may or may not be in the summertime. Uh, not too sure of the outline of things, but I definitely would love to return to Japan. Um, but for now, I will I will continue wrestling Japanese competitors here on American soil. Oh yeah! So you you got a match with is it Aja Kong? Yes, tomorrow That's, afternoon. Is that the first time you two locked up, or? Yes, that will be the first time. Are you excited? Because she's like, uh, she's a legend, dude. I'm very excited. Very much looking forward to the match. It's been a match that I've been looking forward to since it got announced 
a couple of months ago and especially it being at the globe theater in such a beautiful venue i'm very very pumped for it yeah is there any way we can catch that live or is that going to be streamed anywhere or i it's going to be streamed i want to say on iwtv or fight um the replay will be streamed i don't think it's going to be live but perhaps a few hours after that it will be up on the website Okay, so for all you wrestling fans, got to make sure to check that out. I'm actually uh, kind of curious to see how that goes out. So, we got another question for you. Uh, yep. Richard, thank you. Uh, could you tell the fans how hard it is doing death matches and what it takes out of you? Also, unfortunately, people think deathmatch wrestling is XPW, but it's not. Best wishes to you and Akira. Well, thank you so much to Richard for uh, for your best wishes. And, you know, Deathmatch is certainly not for everybody, but I, I find some kind of sick joy in the blood and the pain. And just being in that environment is almost like having all of your senses really crystal clear. And the smell of iron in the air is... is something that I find quite enjoyable. Maybe that sounds a little psychotic when you start elaborating on it, you know, but it's, it's, it's good, but of course it has its bad because you have all these cuts and stab wounds and, you know, I've gotten like three inch gashes on the side of my head and there's not really much medical attention that you're going to get. It's just kind of slap a bandage on it or go, but this is the life we choose and it's not for everybody, but I'd definitely say it's for me. So, growing up, then, was you a fan of ECW or CZW, and that's what kind of led you towards this, or is it just something you just decided on your own one day? Absolutely. I, after, you know, watching WWE, WWF stuff, I, as soon as I got online, I discovered CZW, and specifically, I believe I watched Sammy Callahan versus Danny Havoc in what I believe was Cage of Death 8 which i was like oh this is this is so cool they're flying through glass and there's barbed wire like i think that this extreme situation could be could be something i want to take part in and i believe my second uh second match ever was on a reina show where kaho kobayashi wrestled jun kasai and i was seconding for that match and just being so close to it and hearing all the glass and seeing all of that i was like yeah this is something i definitely want to do in my career different strokes for different folks we got another question from rex yeah not so much a question but a statement uh looking good folks looking real good looking good chat looking real good <laughs> yeah Marshall, we got some of the greatest fans on this channel so um yeah so after this week what's What's um? Let's promote you. What else do you got coming up? Oh boy! Well, we've got quite a few things coming up. I am going to be on the road for the better half of this month. Uh, after coming home from Los Angeles, I will be at West Coast Pro defending my West Coast Pro Women's Title against Miyu Yamashita on April seventh in San Francisco, and following that. I will have the first time ever on April 12th at Battle Club Pro in New York. That will be a match against Sumi Sakai. Oh. And 
that will start out a six-day stretch of shows because next I will be flying to Edmonton in Canada to defend my top talent title, followed by my trip to Chicago to AAW, followed by my trip to GCW for St. Louis, in St. Louis, and then that will lead us to Rebellion, uh, which will be in Toronto for Impact Wrestling. Wow, just a little world traveler you are. Oh, we got another question here. Certainly. A few people's also asking, Renee, if uh, we can see you in GCW one day in a death match. Oh, Highly unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done one, haven't you? Was it the one you've done? Yeah, one and done. One and done. That's it. Just got to dip her toe in once and that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, Rex again, thank you. Uh, Masha, which women's wrestler do you find has really weird habits in the locker room? Hmm. That's a real great question. I don't know. Probably going to volunteer myself for this one because you can always catch me just laying in the middle of the locker room floor or something like that. <laughs> just constantly stumbling around aimlessly. Kind of kind of like they would say Kurt Angle just kind of like would sit around and then just spontaneously get up and be ready to wrestle. Very much the similar situation. I'll just be asleep and then I'll walk into Gorilla like. Mm. Yeah, this one time I was in England and we've been running hard. I think we were doing like 14 week, uh, 14 days straight or something. And then they had this big like crash pad I was going to, you know, stretch before the match. And I actually ended up passing out because I was so tired. And then uh, I feel a tap on my shoulder and I woke up. I had the Undertaker staring at me. That's pretty fucking scary. And oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what the hell are you doing sleeping? I'm like, oh, shit. I done <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, I got another question here. Uh, 773 is live. Uh, do you have a favorite Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero match? Oh my God, a favorite? All of them. Uh, yeah, I really, I don't think that I've like could pick a favorite between them. I think every match is just such, such a good match and su su such a good match to learn from because there's so many different things that you can learn from watching their wrestling dynamic. Uh, so I really advise any young wrestlers to, you know, Study Chris Benoit, study Eddie Guerrero, aside from all of the stigma that comes with that. But it is what it is. If you want to watch good wrestling, you got to. Mm, mm. So you pretty much said earlier that your biggest inspirations were like um, um, Fit Finley and Dynamite Kid and Chris Benoit. Who else, who else would you put up there as far as trying to model your, your style towards? Certainly a lot of the wrestlers from the early days of Noah, uh, people like Kenta and Marafuji and uh, Misawa Mitsuharu, as well as some of the women's wrestlers like Manami Toyota and Akira Hokuto, I definitely found to be really enticing figures. And I really loved studying their matches and on some occasions training with these people. Uh, Akira Hokuto used to come by the Marvelous Dojo, so I was very lucky to get to learn from her firsthand. Yeah, you're kind of like me. You really like the Japanese style, right? Absolutely. I would say that out of... Uh, the versatility of styles that I'm able to wrestle in, I'd say the Japanese style is up there as one of the best. Right. I'm kind of disappointed you were never uh, inspired by El Gigante or, uh, you know, classic wrestlers like that. But um, 
Rex, you're great today. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, picking on Rosemary is a talent and a performer. I think Rosemary is an excellent talent and an excellent performer. She really has a way to get the character across and get the fans connected with her. She always has like such cool visuals, um, especially like during her entrance. So I think she's she's very excellent. She must be now the longest serving uh, Impact uh, knockout on the roster. When I think about it, I know Gail was, uh, you know, management now, but. Yeah, Rosemary's yeah, I was going to say now. Gail came to mind, but Gail and Rosemary would definitely have to be uh, on that list. Yeah. So, uh, no, she's well, Gail, right. Gail is still in administration, correct? And she's gone. Pardon me? My, my thing cut out for a second there. Yeah, Gail, she's still in administration as a producer? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, another one here. Uh, favorite um, DM woman you looked up to? Deathmatch woman, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I really don't think there's anybody else to name aside from Mickey Knuckles because she has been doing it for an exceptionally long time and I've got to wrestle her what, three separate occasions and I've had so much fun wrestling her. And I think she, I mean, I don't think it's a question that she can still go. She had a really bad injury years ago, right? She snapped her femur or some shit? Uh, yes. Uh, I, th- I actually thought you were going to mention uh, a few months ago she got stabbed by a piece of glass in the leg as well. Uh, oh. But once again, you know, th- things in deathmatch wrestling happen, and hopefully they're just skin deep so they, they will have time to heal and she'll be all right. Yeah, I'm going to stick with, uh, you know, hammer locks and headlocks and hip tosses and, you know, <laughs> stuff like oh, that. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to go head first through a pain? None of that, none of that excitement? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Rex! Does uh, Bully Ray cost Impact a lot of air freshness when he's in the locker room? Does he still not shower in Impact? Uh, Rex, we appreciate your question. However, when you're with asking questions like that to a current town who works with said talent, uh, but we got you, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna move on from that question. Yeah, we're gonna move on <laughs> from that. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Rex. I love you. Uh, is uh, so- Sammy Sammy Callahan? He's still with uh, Impact, right? Yes, he sure is. Yeah. Speaking of Sammy Callahan, uh, many people may know, some people might not know, but I'm actually going to be facing Sammy Callahan in the Dream Death Match on May 6th in Clive, Iowa for the Wrestling Revolver. Wow. So anybody in the surrounding area, make sure you get your tickets for that one. That sounds interesting. It'll certainly be interesting. That's that's one thing I can say. Yeah, yeah. Give Sammy my best. Spend some time in Europe with him, and we had a we had a good weekend in uh, Amsterdam once. A lot of fun. I'll have to uh, try and get in contact with him and try and invite. 
Oh, well, I'll send them your, the I'll send them your way. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm to hook it up uh, there, Masha. Oh, thank you. That's a good point. Uh, I'll, I'll put the put can down. Can down, yeah. When it's just uh, the cafe crew, it's okay. But when you have contracted talent, you know it's sensitive, sensitive area. All right, so we don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're busy and you got to, you know, you got to do your squats and your push-ups and your calisthenics to warm up for your match tonight. So let's uh, do one last plug for all your uh, for all your shows coming up. So tonight we can catch you where at Impact uh, Multiverse Show, which will be Impact versus New Japan, and that will be eight o'clock on Fight. And that's gonna be streamed live. Yes, and okay. also 8 o'clock Los Angeles time. So that will be 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And that will be 12 o'clock Atlantic Time where I'm at, and I'll be in bed. But I'll be there <laughs> with you in spirit, uh, supporting you. Go, Marsha, go. You can do it. Um, about, four, about 4 o'clock my time. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. The replays will be available on Fight, uh, on Fight Plus. Yeah, I'll make sure to catch the replays. And, um, okay, what about the rest of the week? Come on, plug it. The rest of the week, tomorrow morning, I will be at WrestleCon, followed shortly by the match against Aja Kong at Prestige, which will be in the Globe Theater, streamed on IWTV. That will be happening at 4 o'clock Los Angeles time. And that will be followed by the surprise show. So put your minds together and figure out where I'm going to be Friday night, uh, if you know the schedule. And, of course, to keep up with the rest of my bookings and events, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patreon, all at Masha Slamovich. And for more content, click uh, my links because I know there's things like Cameo and so on and so forth that I'm leading out. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time. I know you're a busy woman, and I'm very proud of you because uh, if anybody deserves it, it's definitely you, Masha. And hopefully we'll... Uh, Run into each other in this wild, crazy wrestling world. You never know, right? You never know where the road's going to take you. That's it. Well, you be safe out there and uh, don't try to get stabbed with glass, okay? I'll do my best. <laughs> you guys All have right. a good time. All right. Bye. Gambate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there. That was always a great guest. And, you know, there's certain people <clears throat> who have easier roads in life and have to don't have to work or are usually given spots in this industry but that's exact she worked her ass off and uh i'm proud of her man and she yeah, deserves she, all the all the suspects still, that she has she's still quite young as well i think she's only 24 25 maybe yeah early to mid-20s yeah so she's got a long career ahead so now congrats on her and her success she's doing really well so um Very. I was going to ask her, is she actually from Russia? Because there was no accent at all. Or the gimmick. Uh, I think she was born there and then maybe moved to the United States. Right, because I couldn't hear. Uh, I, I should have asked, really, but I could not hear the accent at all. And I didn't want to come across like a Mac in case it was like a gimmick. <laughs> right. No, no. no her, her mother and father, I think, uh, came when she was young. Right. But she speaks fluent Russian and Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I no. Call her, I call her the Russian workhorse. <laughs> Great next day. Uh this one popped up. I sorry I didn't see it. Ever worked with Jay Briscoe. Um I don't know if she has. Have you, Renee? 
No, they were both the Briscoes were supposed to come tour in France with us mm. back in 2009, maybe 10. And WWE gave them a tryout, which got them taken off that tour. And I don't think anything happened. Nothing happened from that uh, from that tryout. But what a, what what a team! Those guys are incredibly yeah. talented. Uh, from what I've seen, some Mark Briscoe apparently said that he doesn't want to work tag team matches anymore because since he lost his brother, he said he's happy to work multi-man tag matches or six-man tags. He said, but I'll never work tag teams again because it's not the same. Right. I can imagine that being very difficult. You know? Yeah. Uh, good question for you, Renee, because you was there that night. Uh, thoughts on Brock Lesnar v Goldberg, WrestleMania 20? Crowd shit all over him, dude. <laughs> what was it? You both suck. Was that the chant they had? I was like, you both suck. You sold out. You both sold out. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think now who announced they was leaving first. Might have been Brock. No, I think it was Goldberg who said he was leaving first. And then Brock announced he was leaving. So, mm. to make the fans happy, just have Stone Cold be the referee. I don't know if he stunned the both of them, but he definitely stunned at least one of them. Yeah. I just remember seeing Vin, uh, Brock with Sable talking with Vince that day. And then, uh, mm. yeah, he had it. He had it. He was tired with the schedule, tired of it. And I think, is that when he tried to go to be a football player or some shit? Yeah. Was it the uh, Minnesota Vikings? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, and I won't say I'm a big expert on NFL or American football because I'm not, but I don't know how good he was. But obviously, to be like a professional, professional, you need to be there from being a kid, really training for your whole life. But for they said for someone his age, because what was he when he left the degree? He was champion at 25, he was there for like two years. So he must have been like 27, 28. 28, yeah. So what they said, like, he was great, but he started too late. That makes sense? Yeah. But, you know, he, he went to UFC, made more, made millions, came back, and he's made even more millions. So it worked out for many years. Well, he went to Japan, which uh, Vince yeah. tried to block. Yeah, because that's what his tattoo's for, isn't it, with the sword? It, like you said, these tattoo represents the fight against Vince McMahon or the trial against Vince McMahon because oh, yeah. it, it was like something like that. That's why that that's why he's got that tattoo. Uh, but then Nakamura, they asked him, this is not too long ago, your opinions of Brock. And he said very unprofessional because he actually held the held them up with the belt, right? Right. Yeah. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't drop it to any Japanese wrestler. He only dropped it to Kurt Angle. Yeah, and I don't think that's been recognized, has it? No. Yeah. So then you notice there was a lot less WWF guys going going to uh, New mm. Japan after that. Very, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Zo. Fight Plus has seven-day trial to watch Indie Hall of Fame and Masha. Also, the Indie Hall of Fame that Paul's been inducted is going to be uh, 
on fight? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, I haven't, I, I won't say who it is because uh, I'll tell you off camera, but he has told me who's possibly uh, inducting him. And it would be cool if it is, but uh, he's got some other people as well and stuff. But, um, but no, I mean, Paul, I've said it about Paul. I mean, you said many times the most underrated wrestler. Paul was coming up at the same time in Ring of Honors, like, yeah, AJ Styles and Samoa <laughs> Joe's. But, and he's had a great career, but I think he made a jump to WWE two or three years too soon. Perhaps, maybe if he left it a little bit later, he probably would have had that career of an AJ Styles or a Samoa Joe. Where they were getting like smaller guys more opportunity or whatever, as opposed to. Yeah, because I mean, I would say a few years after that, AJ went to TNA and he was the face of TNA. And, you know, he was, he was also coming up that era with like uh, Loki and uh, Brian Danielson. Like Paul was in that same group pretty much. Mm. And where Paul made a jump you know, in your era in WWE, the smaller guys didn't really get that much of a chance. He, he was rather tri- in the cruiserweight division or he was in a tag team, basically. I wonder, had he left it for a few more years, perhaps go to TNA, see how it works out and stay at in the indies. And then WWE started using a lot of these smaller guys late 2000s, I would say, early 2000s, 2010s. Had he made the jump then, I wonder had he had a bigger career. But at the same time, when I say that, he had a good run in WWE. He was cruiserweight champ. He had one of the longest tag team title runs with Brian Kendrick. But mm-hmm. it just, you know, you know yourself, like the wrestlers in WWE now are smaller than what they used to be in, like, from your era. Some of them don't even go to the gym at all. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, someone said Mabel Toys. Yeah, been posting the advert for Mabel Toys. He's been a great uh, spot sponsor of the show. And uh, head over to Instagram, Mabel Toys, and uh, check out his uh, figures. And uh, he's also got the eBay shop. So please do and send him our love. Um, Renee, any update on those action figures? CDR for life. Yeah, I know. So. Sly, he signed the contract too, so we'll be on. We'll be coming on their second edition. So I'm not exactly sure when they'll be coming out, but they are being made. And uh, I'm gonna have the company send me several action figures so I can show them on here and possibly, uh, possibly sell them through my Shopify. So have you? Um... I saw the post. Do you know who's the other uh, pack in the your edition? Well, coming out the same time as you. Uh, Lost Conquistadors. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. I know um, Yoshitatsu, he mm. signed. And I, well, I'm not sure if they want me to mention who else did, but there's several former WWE. Um, yeah, wrestlers that, that signed up, and uh, I'd kind of like to get a cafe to Renee because I know Jason Sensation always wanted his own action figure, so here's his opportunity to get one. If he would, uh, please 
Answer my message, Jason. Yeah. I want to know you're okay. Yeah. Um, no, um, but yeah, the reason I said Los Conquistos because they posted it on their page. So that's why um, I said that. But um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing it. Something else I was meant to ask you as well. I've completely forgot. Uh, oh, Yoshitatsu. Uh, he's someone we should try to get on the show. How is his you? English? Perfect as far as I know. Really? I think so. Because I spoke to uh, a couple of years ago now when I had my show, uh, Joe Redman. Um, he was um English wrestler, but he he does a lot of work for uh, All Japan. I, I, I think he still goes. I know he stopped going, obviously, due to the pandemic. Um, over here, he does um, All Stars. Um. So, um, Brian Dixon? You... yeah, when's the last time he was there? I can't say when, but they have the tours in the summer, so I think he done some shows last year. No, shit, really? I think so. Uh... Butlins, Butlins is down the road from me, it's like 20 minutes away. <laughs> I'll have to check uh, it out, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but um, but yeah, so when I spoke to him. He, um, he he done a lot of tag teams with uh, Yoshi. And I think, as far as I remember, he said he tagged with Yoshi because Yoshi um, spoke good English. And also, he was one of the top match sellers. So it was always great tagging with him because it would rub off on him. Right, right, yeah. But, uh, but no, Joe's a, Joe's a great guy. Uh, he, well, he, he was in WWE. Um, NXT he was in. And he was actually the first NXT Tag Team Champion with uh, Puck. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, he had a story, bad injury, and he didn't really uh, take it well, and like you know, made him frustrated. And when he came back from injury, he wasn't. Li- he said, "He said I didn't listen to the people." He said, "And basically, he lost me opportunity and went back home." Then, but. Uh, Great look, great physique, good in the ring, but yeah, just like didn't work out for him in the end in WWE. Yeah, it's it's not an easy business. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Rex, thank you. Hey, Renee, do you still have this fabulous, fabulous, fabulous white suit? Oh, the one in his picture. Can you see it? Cafe Day Renee. Oh, oh, I don't think so. I could look, but I don't think I have that suit anymore. Yeah. Would it still fit you? Probably not, because I was a lot bigger then. What was you then again? Like 260, 270? 265, 275, somewhere around there. Yeah, I was big. But I don't want to be that big anymore. The original Cafe the original Cafe Day, Renee. Yeah. Lasted all of, what, two episodes? <laughs> hey, man, yeah, man, you know, huh? Yeah, sounds good, baby. Yeah, Studley. I don't, do you have his contact? Um, Chris, Ch- Chris something. Ch- uh, Chavez. Chavez, I'll, yeah. I'll reach out. Uh, I, was, I forgot to reach out. Many of these. He doesn't do many interviews, does he? Any. Yeah. No, we toured together in uh, 
in France and in England. Right. So you must have all kinds of great stories. I remember asking him on, uh, I think it was Twitter. This was years ago. Because uh, obviously he had the match with um, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. And it went to a count out or double count out for the IC title. Uh, the original plan was that he was going to win the title off Shawn. That was the room I, I heard. So I asked him, because uh, it was like the anniversary or something. And I was like, hi, Stanko. I said, is it true that you was originally booked to win the title from Sean? He was like, yeah, it was. Because Tatanga had the big undefeated streak at the time. So uh, I was a fan of Tatanka <laughs> growing up. Great I, did you ever do the yee? I could never do it. I haven't got the vocal cords to do that. I could do it when I was younger. I used to do it all the time in recess. I think it's smart, dude. As sad as it is, the thing I used to do was the Triple H entrance, spraying the water. Well, that takes talent, you know. Well, I can do it. Tilting your head back and spinning the water, you know, to get that sequence and time. Get the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I could do it. Say Ozara. Or Sayazara for t shirt as he does amazing work. Oh, is that a Japanese company? Uh, perhaps. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm not going to ship <clears throat> t shirts all the way from Japan. And, but yeah, if it's a Japanese made product, it's quality, dude. Everything they do is quality. When I got my teeth, because I got my teeth replaced over there. Quality. When we went to the dentist, he knew exactly where it was done. He goes, that's quality shit. And then I got, they broke off again. I got them here and they were more expensive and less quality. So, uh, And uh, something I forgot to mention, everyone. So I mean to post on the socials, but I keep forgetting. Uh, obviously, you've seen with Mabel Toys now. He's uh, our sponsor this month. Uh, if any of you has got any businesses or YouTube channels or anything you would like to uh, for us to promote, then uh, send over an email to cafedayrenee at yahoo.com and, uh, you know, tell us what you'd like to promote and we'll come to an arrangement if you're interested in promoting whatever you need to promote on the cafe. You see our numbers so you know we've got a good uh, following and a good fan base. Yeah. I know when we promoted Johnny Gier's school, he got like two or three signups. Um, when we promoted my friend's show in Ireland, uh, it actually sold out. I mean, I was on the cover of the poster, but I mean, still, it sold out. Um, so, yeah, so we get a lot of, uh, and it doesn't have to be wrestling. It can be any type of uh, business you want. We get large numbers, and uh, yeah, so if you're interested in, promoting your business especially for indie promoters yes uh if you got your shows that you want to promote man just contact us and we'll help you out wrestling schools indie shows whatever you want okay next question next question rex jason if you're watching we miss you man we do jason please Miss, I'll Miss pronounce Deesha. this right. Doisha, Deisha. Uh, hope I pronounced that right. Hi, everyone. Masha, any thoughts on Stardom? Uh, she's just gone, well, gone about 20 minutes ago. So, uh, 
Miss Disha, is that really you in the profile pic? Because if so, you look familiar. Let me know if that's really you in the profile pic. It looks like a... Chelsea Green. No, it looks like... I don't know. Certainly, so, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I'll see what it looks like to me. Uh, stardom, I... That is like the top promotion in, for female promotion in Japan, right? They're affiliated with... Um, was it Bushi Road? The main sponsor is same as New Japan, I think. Yeah. So, but yeah, I could definitely see uh, Masha going there someday because she has the talent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's especially at New Japan now, they're trying to push like a women's division now. That's why they brought Sasha Banks or Melissa uh, Monet, what she's called, Mercedes Monet. So. Yes, like see Masha going there one day as well. Even uh, the sky is the limit for her because she's incredibly talented and got the right attitude and definitely a workhorse. Sean James super chats are piling. Oh, next question. <laughs> That's yeah, definitely a t-shirt. Okay, next question. That's definitely a t-shirt. Yeah, and for the people listening. Uh, I want to make new merchandise, but I got to sell what I have now. So go to the Shopify and if you can purchase one, two, three, hell, purchase one of each. So as soon as those get all bought up, we're almost, almost emptied. So if you, I like to make some new, uh, some new hoodies and some new catchphrases from the show, you know, and, uh, yeah. So do we have any announcements? Cause today is pretty much a slow, a slow news week, right? Yeah, unless you want to talk about politics. <laughs> um, announcements. Yeah, I mean, so um, this Saturday and Sunday, Lord help me, I'm going to attempt to do the WrestleMania watch-alongs. <laughs> Please help me, Renee. Please. <laughs> I'll be there with you in spirit, my friend. Cody just said, quit drinking, James. I'm going to need plenty of drink that night. <laughs> yeah. Buy a couple of bottles. Yeah. Uh, so that's this weekend. Um, we're putting out the clips. Uh, we're, we've nearly caught up on the audio podcast. Thank you, everyone. We've just cracked the top 50 of Ireland again. So that's been great. And uh, we was like number eight in New Zealand. I think I mentioned it the other night. Um, really? New Zealand? Yeah. Oh, no. I said it to Joan, actually. Yeah, we was like number eight in New Zealand. And we're pretty pretty high up in Dominican Republic. Uh, South Korea is usually always good, right? South Korea, we're good. We're rising up the ranks in the um, UK and in the America. Um, Europe, we're, we're popular. Like Germany, we're top 40 and um, countries like that. But it's because now we're starting to go back up now because because of me, I haven't been up to date on posting the uh, episodes online. So uh, on audio, so now that they're getting posted, we are just going up and up and up in the ranks. I mean, at one point in time, we were top ten in Ireland. I think we were number one in South Korea, and what other? What are? There was another yeah. Asian country we're we're number one in. Philippines. Was it the Philippines? Might have been Singapore. Singapore, Philippines. It was. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully we can. Uh, I won't be satisfied with anything. If you're not first, you're last. So, 
Um, okay, so, so Monday we're going to do a WrestleMania review. Well, it'd be mostly James talking because I won't be catching it. So. I'm not there. I have to be there Monday because Jonah's still away because he's at WrestleMania. Got exactly. out three, three, three nights in a row. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, who's our guest? We have a special guest on Friday. Yeah, so you know me and you, we love our uh, chats about outside of wrestling, uh, conspiracy theories and all. So we got uh, Bin Amin from uh, the Russo brand is joining us. So uh, I'm sure he's going to have some great uh, great topics to talk about. Uh, the guy's done his research, so there's foundation to what he says. It'd be great to hear his opinion on current world events, such as, you know, the um, what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia and... Um, Everything else happening in America, or uh, toxic spills and <laughs> things like that, UFO sightings. Um, looking forward to it because it's something me and you likes talking about, Renee. Yeah, but he's also an OVW alumni. He spent a lot of time there um, with a lot of current main roster talent that you see on television today. So he's going to have a lot of cool stories on guys like that. And he's not out, not shy to really talk his mind right he's not one of these guys that will say or scared to tell the truth yeah i'll just put a disclaimer i think i'm gonna start doing that now <laughs> put disclaimers right. out the fuse of the person's not represent if that of cafe Dave. that's what i'm gonna say when you start going on the rent these views of uh of Rene dupree and not of james <laughs> right i go off on one of my rants i gotta work on that um but yeah Besides that, um, all good. Uh, I'm going to try and work on some guests in the meantime. I was meant to email Ricky Morton, but because I was away last week and it just completely slipped my mind, but I'll uh, try and get that hooked up. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, Masha will send Sammy our way. That would be great. Um, and, yeah, just try and uh, work on um, who we can get. It's, uh, it's tough, folks, especially WrestleMania season. Obviously, a lot of people's at WrestleCon at the minute, so uh, it's all about schedules and stuff like that really but uh we'll uh try and do what we can and uh this autumn uh we may be presenting a live cafe de renee in the uk so yeah there's been talks of uh uh fellow podcaster maurice from chihi podcast wants to put together a live cafe de renee in ireland so if uh if Europe is not at war and everybody's nuclear by then, pray to God we're not, and I can make it over there, there might be a live Cafe de Rene in Ireland. So let's hopefully uh, look forward to that. Chip my tooth. Hope you like the WWE 2K23 screenshot, James. Um, you like your character? I didn't see the one on me, but I saw the one of uh, Paul and uh, Jonah tag team. And, and they had, like, Jonah had his Cafe de Rene sweater on. He's hoodie. And, uh, Paul had a Cafe de Rene uh, t-shirt on. Oh, and, yeah. I think, and I think there was Wrestling Jesus. <laughs> there were Wrestling Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to cook some food and get ready because I'm starting my two-a-days at the gym, getting ready for my comeback in Europe in the fall. So other than that, we will see you on Monday. And actually, do, if anybody wants to follow James' attempt at watching WrestleMania, that'll be on Saturday. 
Saturday, uh, 1 a.m. my time. <laughs> That's when it starts. <laughs> so it finished at 5 a.m., two nights in a row. All right. Well, I'll be there with you in spirit, my friend. Good luck. Until I'll then, be, I'll, I'll be drinking spirits. <laughs> you'll be drinking spirits. All right, my, my friend. Uh, you can see James on Saturday. You'll see me again on Monday. À la prochaine. Bonsoir.